Welcome back, Sega fans. It's the Sega guys back once again, where the hedgehogs are blue and the hills are green. I'm Dan, the Mega Driver, and here's the knuckles to my knack. It's James the Sega Holic. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I maybe put a couple of knuckles up there just taking a try and I've got my white gloves, mate. That's it. But... Do, you, do you chuckle or flex your muscles? <laughs> I'm hard as nails, it ain't hard to tell. I knock them out if I'm solid or frail. That's that, mate. We started singing already. That's that. Oh, yeah. oh, How, long, that, how many minutes? Unknown... Yeah, it's a record, isn't it? 30 seconds in. <laughs> What's the song? Unknown to ME, isn't it? Uh, the Sonic Adventure tune. <laughs> oh, That's what right. classic. Yeah. Oh, so, um, whenever, you, whenever you pop home in the. Um, Sonic story, you bump into knuckles, and it goes doom, 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 doom. Oh, great oh, stuff, mate! But um, yeah, we're talking about Sonic Adventure. Well, if people haven't seen the title or know what the episode is about, looked at the episode summary, or we're talking about Sonic, but we're not talking about 128 bit. We're not talking about 32 bit. We're not even talking about 16 bit. Mr. Sayholic, what are we talking about here? It's Sonic Jim, but not as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate, we're talking about, well, first just to kind of set the scene, we've been asked a lot to do some more 8-bit stuff because we will admit we're very kind of Saturn, Dreamcast, Mega Drive. We kind of go to them because it's kind of more kind of topical and stuff, but the Master System and Game Gear exists. 8-bit systems are a large part of Sega's heritage, so um, we thought we've also not done a lot of Sonic content, oddly no, enough. <laughs> we've we've not done a single Sonic video in the nearly a year that we've been on YouTube. So <laughs> yeah, so we thought let's take out a couple of birds with one stone. We'll hit the eight bit. We'll hit Sonic, and today we are ranking the eight bit Sonic the Hedgehog games. Absolutely, mate. And I think it's I think it's important to note what these games actually mean to us because obviously, as you say, we we spend a lot of, a lot of time talking about the Mega Drive, the Saturn, and the Dreamcast um, because they are they're basically the big three Sega systems, aren't they? They're the ones that everyone remembers. And yeah, the poor little Master System does get shuffled to the side a bit. I have tried to give it a little bit of love on on the channel with the shorts. Obviously, the ten, top ten childhood Sega Master System games. I absolutely love doing that. The Indiana Jones game. I absolutely hate that game, but. <laughs> But um, I think the important thing to note for our viewers and listeners on this one is that these are very special games to both of us because these were respectively our first Sega systems, the first the first consoles from Sega that we could call our own. I mean, mine was my brother's Master System Two, and yours was the Game Gear, of course. Yep, it was indeed, mate. So our first experience of the Blue Blur was was on eight bits. So. I think it's only right to respect that little bit of kind of Sega royalty in our lives. Absolutely, mate. I mean, what was your what was your first, your first one was Sonic Two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a well. The the pack I remember I got it had the Sonic the Hedgehog stick on the bottom corner, so it came with Sonic One, but Sonic Two was in there. It was obviously it was after like this had launched. Like, well, it yeah. wasn't like a launch kind of period at all. It was later on, but I Sonic Two, um, and. Like as we'll come on to it, if we go to talk about it, you know, vastly different in style to the Mega Drive version. But you know, Sonic Spinball as well was another big, well, favorite. Um, we'll get to that in due course. But yeah, uh, again, playing that on eight bit. So yeah, 
you know, the, the history of me wanting that Mega Drive, never getting one, finally kind of getting a, a Game Gear um, and, and getting to actually experience a bit of Sonic firsthand. So, yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through, we're ranking these Sonic games. So um, from our least favourite to our absolute favourite. Now, obviously, I think we've got both had different views and we've talked about this through the day. And the way that we did it is I ranked the games, you ranked the games, um, and then we kind of aggregated it. James might have changed his mind once or twice <laughs> through the day <laughs> as he reacquainted himself with them. Um, I think it's pretty it's pretty important to be clear, though. We are only talking about the main platform games. So we're not going to be talking about Tales Adventure or Sky Patrol. We're not talking about Sonic Drift 1 or 2. We're certainly not going to be talking about Sonic Labyrinth um, or... I'm sure I'm forgetting one, but there was plenty of Sonic spin-offs. Um, if you play Sonic Origins, they're all on there. So that's one way. The Sonic Origins Plus, that is, that's just recently come out. So this kind of makes it a little bit topical as well, mate. But yeah, we are talking about, in release order here, Sonic the Hedgehog for the Master System Game Gear, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the same two systems, Sonic Chaos, Sonic Spinball, that's the 8-bit version, Sonic Triple Trouble, and Sonic Blast, a.k.a. G-Sonic. Um, so we're going to talk, start with what scored the least points or what we both ranked the lowest, and we're going to work our way all the way up to, to what was number one. So when it comes to the wooden spoon, mate, bottom of the list, when we added everything up together, the ultimate loser of the 8-bit Sonics was Sonic Spinball. Yeah, and, and not, I think, because of the premise of the game, but I just think the, the the sad thing for this mate is that like Sonic Spinball, I loved it on the game gear, right? And again, I don't know if it's that kind of romanticizing nostalgia, blue tinted specs, you know, but I went back and I played it tonight. I've played the Mega Drive version very recently and, and I enjoy that. I do like the Mega Drive version, but when I went back and I played the Master System version, which the game gear version will be near identical to, it just it had aged really badly, like the frame rate's really low, it kind of chutters really, really bad, and our Sonic tries to go off screen and up pipes. It just, it, I, it just, it didn't, no, just, no, mate. <laughs> just, just, honestly, it's amazing that I know people kind of accuse retro gamers of kind of having that kind of, like, sometimes it's hard to take off the nostalgia, but on yeah. in, in, in this occasion, it was, there was nothing that that brilliant, wonderful memory of playing it on the Game Gear, you know, before I hit teenage years, could even have imagined that it was just, it was so, so disappointing, really, because yeah. I, lo I loaded it up and I really expected to jump back in and have a bit of fun with it, and it just didn't click at all, it was actually quite sad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, I can imagine it being one of those rare occasions. We, I mean, we go back to games all the time with low frame rate. You'd have thought that us going back to stuff like Daytona on the Sega Saturn would make us think, oh, what is this? But it's it's Daytona on the Sega Saturn is good. It's still good fun, despite the graphical shortcomings and the frame rate. May I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be harsher than you. It's absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've got to admit, I don't like the Mega Drive original. I really don't like it. I went really? back. Really? Like, yeah, I, oh, mate, that was that was some venom in that. The, that was... 
so to put yourself back put me back in my 1993 mindset sonic the hedgehog is the greatest thing on earth to me i mean i love sonic more than i love transformers at that stage i love sonic so much um and i remember you know the the casino night zone on the mega drive game was amazing absolutely loved that and then i remember playing this in a shop on a demo pod and just thinking this doesn't feel right and every time i've gone back to it it just feels worse and worse and i'm talking about the mega drive version here the right. physics are absolutely appalling and it's i was reading earlier someone calling it halfway house it doesn't know if it wants to be a pinball game or a platform game it tries to be both and it achieves neither i would rather play sonic 06 back to back than play this i can't stand it and the master system version is even worse it runs at half the frame rate it looks ugly there's all these graphical glitches some of the kind of presentation is is quite nice um and apes the mega drive original quite well but no it's 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 a dog's dinner mate i can't stand it <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, and, and this is that's the most harsh of anyone will probably ever hear me be about a Sega game ever, especially a Sonic game. But I, I've got to I, I, I mean, I thought it was quite good you managed to somehow get the Saturn in there. I mean, you, you even we're not talking about Saturn, but we still no. got the tone mentioned. I love how you started off with that, but wow, that was that was impassioned, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Um, and as we go up the list, my mood will change. And I think when you, I think when you compare it to what came before, what my first Sonic game was, and what with the games that I played after and the ones that I really, really love, compared to this, you know, it doesn't deserve to have the Sonic name on there as far as I'm concerned. I think it's awful. <laughs> I know it has its fans. <laughs> I know it has its fans. Um, who was playing it last year? I think Jim, Jim from Drink a Beer Play a Game did a playthrough of it, and I think he said it was... Uh, he had some pretty harsh words to say about it, but he, he played it through to completion, I think, with some... With some save states, so I have to re refresh my memory. But I was like, "How did you complete this awful game?" And yeah, I've, I'm, it's no secret. I, I don't. I own it, and good God, I've tried so many times to love it. And everyone goes, "Dan, it's not that bad." Dan, you just have to get used to the fact that it's not a Sonic game. It's it's not a Sonic game, and it's not a pinball game. It's just shit. Is my is my opinion. <laughs> but there we Hello. go. <laughs> On today's episode of Anger Management. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not sorry on that one. I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> so with that little outburst out of the way, it's only right we move on to the next one. So this we both ranked, we both ranked Spinball last, second from last, our fifth choice out of these games was Sonic Blast. Sonic Blast, second from last. Sorry. <laughs> this uh, this so wasn't... With it singing, with it rhyming... <laughs> <laughs> so many talents on the Sega guys not just pretty faces mate what do you think of this one mate this was an interesting one I thought I, I mean my first thought was like this is, this is really, uh, uh, why does it remind me of Donkey Kong Country right it's almost like like the Sonic kind of sprite on it they've tried to do something with the animation to make it look 3D and it kind of almost works. The the stage graphics are pretty basic by Sonic standards. This is the one that was G-Sonic in Japan. That's right, mate. I think, just sorry to interrupt you there, but I think, and again, we're looping back around to all this content we've got in the background here, but the, but the documents, the document leak says one of the Sega's bullet points was 
make all Saturn games 3D and all Mega Drive and Game Gear games look like 32-bit games. So this is this I think is one of them. That's a good point, mate. Aye, everything's that, this leakage just literally it's like it's like, it's like roots, mate. They're just branching out and touching every point now. It's like, and and that is what I thought they were trying to do. Like the, the way that the, the kind of Sonic sprite moves, it just reminded me of Donkey Kong Country, as I said. But if you play it on the the Master System, it was that was Tech Toy had a Brazilian yeah. port of that. Now, from what I read on the Sonic Retro site, is that because the game was designed for the Game Gear and was meant to take advantage of the Game Gear's higher color palette, yeah. when they kind of reversed it back to kind of put it onto Master System, it lost a bit of that kind of more vibrancy, which is why it looks a lot more washed out, I think, on the, the yeah. Master System side. So the one thing about it is that it, it goes at a decent speed, and that's one of the kind of slight criticisms I've got of the next two games we're going to cover is that I don't think they move quite as smoothly as the kind of two headline Sonic games on, on the 8-bit systems but Blast moved at a decent pace I know you'd mentioned before we came on air talking about um, you know, the underwater sections later on the frame rate took a bit of a hit on it yeah. but in the main it's, it's not you're not going to rank it massively high up the list but it's not a hellish game the only problem is that the master system more of it looks worse just because of that kind of one from a handheld version that was meant to use a higher color palette than the the console it ended up on but interesting one i'd never yeah. i hadn't i hadn't played it until you know very more i had no, no reason to play it so i hadn't played it until recently and i was pleasantly surprised by it yeah so i think we ranked both ranked this one fifth and I was kind of dreading going back to this one. Um, and I went back, I first played this, must be around 2002, 2003, when I was first emulating. Uh, I played the Master System version and I thought, God, this is awful. Um, however, um, playing it last night, I actually got into this. Now, I think it's interesting that you say it plays at a decent lick because I thought it was actually really slow. Nice. But then I think... Yeah, I think it feels a lot slower to me, especially it feels like Sonic straining to get up ramps and loops sometimes. It's like you're holding, he's like <laughs> trying to get up them. Um, but what I will say, and I think this comes back to the point that you're making about the next two games on this list, it was the frame rate was absolutely solid in it. Uh, probably more so than almost every other Sonic game on this list, apart from the fun that we've got in first place. Um, it was, you know. Once you get over the fact that this Master System version looks a bit washed out, you know, the 3D uh, pre-rendered look doesn't quite come off, I think, the way that they intended it to. Um, the, the enemies are absolutely tiny and Sonic's huge and he's got a very strange running animation. And part the of the things... things are small as well. They're yeah. like, Everything about it, all the elements are kind of shrunk down. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's, it's definitely made for the Game Gear screen. Uh, obviously, this was November 1996 that this came out, but it was by Aspects and Aspects made... Sonic 2, Sonic Chaos, Sonic Triple Trouble for the Master System and Game Gear. Obviously, Triple Trouble was Game Gear only. Um, so, but Aspect made this. Um, and once you give it some time, it's it's a solid little platformer. It's not the best Sonic game, which is why we've ranked it where it is. But it's not terrible. I think I was reading some, you know, 
a, a lot of the back there was a lot of backlash around this one probably more about the way it looked and i was one of the people back in the day that played this and thought jesus christ what were they thinking with this why but once you get once you sit down it's very easy um i got to the the water level with uh four uh, four four emeralds at this stage and the, the water level was where the frame rate tanked and there were some really questionable level design choices in there where you have to there's invis invisible water currents that you've got to avoid and pipes that you've got to navigate and the chaos emeralds in this really weird annoying position but aside from that it's solid it's it's a it's a good seven out of ten Sonic game, I think. Um, it's not great, you know. You wouldn't play it above any of the others for above it. You certainly wouldn't play it above any of the Mega Drive Sonics except for Spinball because it's shit. Um, and still, we're still going there. <laughs> but you know, after everything else, it's okay. I think it's 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 acceptable. It, it's Aye. not. I wouldn't say it's fine. It'd be better if it wasn't. A horrendous pre-rendered monstrosity but if it was but it's okay <laughs> i i think if you were someone who was still on the bit systems or if you were like a kid back then with a game gear that it would have done a job in 96 it's a new sonic game it would have it would have had its place for the limited market who was looking for it everyone else would have that's moved on to mega drive bigger fish to fry better experiences to be had but I think there would be like a small kind of niche that was still on it, but whether it was kids, you know, that 96, you know, you've not got that new, that new Sega Saturn yet, you know, might get your Mega Drive. Santa's good to you can get a Mega Drive for Christmas, not that kind of, just play your Master System with your Game Gear. That kind of audience, I think, would have appreciated at that point in time a new Sonic for that system that they had. But, yeah. I think so. I think I think, and it's it's a little bit unfair to say about it. Looking around, if we're playing, obviously playing the washed out Master System version, um, and if you put your nineteen ninety six goggles on, think about playing it on the Game Gear screen when it hasn't faded as much, um, and those bright colours are in there, and you've got something the Hedgehog on that resolution that looks like Donkey Kong does on the snares, that looks like Sonic does in Sonic three D. Sonic three D is a cracking game, by the way. But um, that goes by that art style, and you think, yeah, do you know what? I'm quite happy with this. Um, if we, if I'd received it in 1996 as a birthday present, you know, for a Game Gear that I was going to take on the bus on the way to, you know, wherever, I'd, I'd be happy with it. It's, it's not the best Sonic game, but it's not terrible. It certainly doesn't deserve some of the reputation that people. There was lots of comments on the YouTube video saying, "Oh, the best part about this game was when I turned it off." The best, the game, the Game Gear absolutely sings when this cartridge is removed and all that sort of stuff. People were saying, <laughs> "It's." I mean, I think the thing to bear in mind if you're playing the Game Gear version, it's probably the way to go. The Master System version obviously isn't the best conversion. You can kind of tell with the other games on this list that were on the Master System and Spinball included in that, they're a lot better optimized for the Master System hardware. Um, you can tell that this was a rush G-Sonic or Sonic Blast, whatever they call it in Brazil, was a complete rush job by the fact that when you complete the level, you've literally got the small game gear screen and they filled the rest of the resolution out with Actually, a completely random color. I, I noticed that. It was like, <laughs> from there. I was like, whoa, that's a game gear screen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Triple Trouble is a bit like that on the Master System as well, but that's obviously not a official conversion. That's a fan hack. But yeah, this one was fine, mate. Right. 
And that was a nice weekend of segue into as we, triple trouble. As we, oh, we segue into triple trouble. Um, this is joint. So joint fourth or joint third, actually. Uh, it's Sonic Triple Trouble. And uh, this one, this one I bought, I own this one on the Game Gear of Sonic and Tails 2. This is one I always actually wanted to play. Um, now, my sister had a Game Gear, but we didn't get too many games for it. And we were very active with the Master System. And uh, we prefer playing on the big screen. And at the time, you know, this came out in November 1994. Just one, one year to the day, I think, after Sonic Chaos. And... We love Sonic Chaos, but uh, yeah, we expected Sonic's Triple Trouble to come to the, the Master System. Obviously, this one, you know, Knuckles' 8-bit debut is on here. He's kind of playing the role that he has in Sonic 3, where he's working with Dr. Robotnik. And you've got Knack the Weasel, or Fang the Sniper, if you're in Japan. Um, obviously, being a bit of a pain in the ass as well. And then you've got Metal Sonic, so it's that's, that's where the Triple Trouble moniker comes from. And this one, I think, mate, is a is a solid little entry. Um, there's parts about the design I'm not so keen on. Um, I think some of the physics and level design I wasn't too overly impressed with compared to other entries. But uh, I tell you what, when I made it to the end, because I completed it for the first time last year, finally made my way through it. Usually I try and complete get all the chaos symbols, but I just abandoned that and just plowed through it. God, I loved it. Um, just because of the fan like, fighting Metal Sonic at the end, one on one, superb. Um, but yeah, what did you think of it? Aye, um, I mean, this is when it's obviously had a Master System hack because it's a game game yeah. only game. It was Glitch is the the, the kind of the, the hacker who's done the, the job on it to bring it to the to the Master System. So again, I, I did have this on the the Game Gear. Never finished it. Shameful to say. Um, but I the thing, the physics thing you said about it. Always feel that the jumping in it wasn't quite like you would see me kind of you would have the inertia whenever you started jumping and it felt normal. And it would get to the top, and maybe they were trying to build in some kind of at the top of the jump, you slow down on the arc and then come back down. But yeah. I just felt that it kind of it felt like it kind of stuttered. Um, and I found making some of the jumps were quite quite kind of off putting. It was like the, the way the screen kind of moved with it, I just felt I don't know again if they're trying to kind of simulate kind of that kind of momentum but it, I found that aspect of it quite jarring. I didn't find the level design to be quite as good as, as Chaos which we'll, we'll come to uh, in due course but decent enough game but again it wasn't meant to be played on a TV it was meant to be played on a handheld so it's kind of caveat with that. Yeah the, the jumping's a great point mate because that's the thing that threw me off uh, big time um, when I first played it emulated and when I first bought it uh, a couple of years back it was the jumping out to get used to and it adds that new ability and you say it's, it's not so much a new ability it's, it's a kind of just an existing feature kind of remix so if you jump off a spring you can turn it you can roll into a, a you can perform a spin attack kind of in midair you can kind of roll as long as you press the jump and the game kind of forces you to learn how to do that with the first boss at the end of the first zone right. because you've got the boss that hovers above and you've got the the other kind of bad nick with the spring on his back you've got to bounce off that roll into the ball and hit the boss and then that's that kind of inertia in the jump was what kind of put me off finishing it for quite a long time i remember getting to the train stage and being absolutely hammered by the boss because i couldn't quite get the the weight of the jumping quite right um but once i clicked with it uh really enjoyed it as I say, 
I was kind of fanboying about Knuckles and Knack and and obviously Dr. Robotnik's the final boss in there. I never finished it with the Emeralds. I'd like, quite like to go back to it. Um, and I will go back to it because um, I did enjoy it. But uh, for me, not quite as good as Triple Trouble. As, this is Triple Trouble. They're not quite as good as Chaos. I think you ranked this one just above Chaos. I think that's why they, they kind of became joint mm. third. Um, and they are very similar games. Again, this one, again, by aspect, in November 1994, one year after Chaos. So they were kind of just honing their craft here. Aye. I mean, Triple Trouble and Chaos do feel very similar. You know, I think level design, maybe, in Triple Trouble, I think might have. I think Triple Trouble had levels which looked more kind of classic Sonic. You know, yeah. like the kind of the, the general look of it felt a bit more kind of classic Sonic. I liked some of the kind of wee, um, like the bonus items, like the spring, you know, yeah. like standing on a spring, you're bouncing, don't you jump on a spring because you're on one bouncing around the stage. Um, but I, it's, it does the job, mate. It was, it was good enough on, on the game gear. It's good that you've got an opportunity now if you've got like an overdrive, you know, you can put the hack on there, play it on the big telly. You know, yeah. it's, it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth giving a try. Yeah, I think you're right about the graphics as well, mate. They they are, I think they are the best out of the 8-bit games. They they are really, really great colour palette. I think Chaos was a bit, a bit washed out in comparison. There's a lot of detail. And yeah, I, I prefer the Sonic Sprite in this one compared to Chaos. And Chaos is mm-hmm. we'll get to, we'll get on to Chaos. But in this one, he looks nice little, nice little cute little Sonic. Um he's a little bit squashed, but he's got all the features and he's recognizably. So I really like that one. So yeah, no, it's a great game. Absolutely. But brings us on to the other joint number three, which is Sonic the Hedgehog Chaos. And this was, again, released by Aspect in, uh, oh, this was October 1993. So not quite a year later was Triple Trouble, but uh, this is one year after Sonic 2. So (laughs) Aspect releasing Sonic games almost annually at the moment. It's like FIFA. But uh, this wasn't, a, yeah. I mean, this wasn't a bre- this wasn't like a lazy update. Everything changed about it. The Sonic sprite was different. Not as good, I didn't think, but it was different. Um, nice use of color. Had the super peel out from Sonic CD, where he's, you know, you can do the standing kind of running start and then peel off. And then you got the spin, the, the um, spin dash from Sonic Two on the Mega Drive, first time it'd been used in an eight-bit game. You got Tails, who's a playable character. Um, there's parts of it that do feel like Sonic 2. So you've got the intro in Sonic 2. It's Robotnik taking Towers away in Sonic Chaos. It's Robotnik taking an Emerald away and then both chasing them. And I think the same music plays from memory, at least on the Master System version. But anyway, um, I absolutely loved it, mate. What about you? I Again, I had it on the Game Gear. didn't play it on the, the Master System version until a long time. Obviously, getting like an overdrive and didn't have a Master System back in the day. But... I, it's funny you mentioned about the the sprite. Actually, I really like the the Sonic sprite. Oh, yes. Uh, I think some of the the kind of facial expressions that he pulls, like whenever he gets hit and he's waiting. I think there's a lot of kind of comedy in the yeah. the, the, the facial expressions are really for, for being eight bit. They're they're really well done. The Sonic Two aspects that you mentioned that I loved. I, I love the fact that the 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 splash screen before a stage. That yeah. red, yellow, and blue, you know. You know, um, I there's a lot of kind of wee fun elements. Like again, we mentioned the the bonus items in Triple Trouble, the spring, like in Chaos. He's got that kind of rocket-powered hoverboard. Yeah. 
Aye. And then you're flip, you can fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get hit and you go fly yeah. away. And then um, there's kind of streaks of rings in the sky and you can, you know. Yeah. It's like, aye. So, I, again, the only reason why I should put Triple Trouble just ahead of it is because I felt that the, the level design wasn't quite as kind of as close to the kind of classic Sonic kind yeah. of feel, but that's not that doesn't make it bad. Um, it's got very similar feeling kind of jumping. I think not not quite as bad as, as Triple Trouble, but it's still it doesn't feel as fast or smooth as the first two games that we're going yeah. to speak about shortly. But again, it doesn't make it a bad game. It's a really really good Sonic game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we loved it. Um, f- funny story about this one is um, obviously my brother asked for this for his, for Christmas 1993. We got it Christmas Day, and uh, by this point we finished Sonic One on the Master System, finished Sonic Two on the Mega Drive, and Sonic One on the Mega Drive. Um, and we're playing this, and uh, we got it Christmas morning, and um, we'd finished it before we fit, sat down for Christmas dinner. <laughs> and I was like, "All oh, right." So there's a couple of criticism. It's not perfect. A couple of criticism would be that you know it's extremely easy, um, especially if you're not trying to get the chaos emerald. Um, I was I was actually playing it on the train last week, um, not via my Game Gear. I had uh, the, me. <laughs> uh, the little uh, at games, the um, handheld uh, ah, battery power. Yeah. It, it's, I thought it's cheap. Like I got it for three quid off eBay. Uh, I thought if if I lose it, I don't care. <laughs> not like my like, game gear, you know. This was frequent. If I, I'm not going to buy another one. I thought, but I'll bring it on when we go. I'll go out, go out with the lads, and that'll be, do me for the train home. And uh, yeah, I collected a lot of the emeralds on it. But if you don't try and get the emeralds, it's uh, it's uh, it's too easy. And the other thing, I think it's more of a master system issue than anything else. Is there's a lot of slowdown in it. It does slow down a fair bit, uh, especially compared to the other two games. Um, triple triple trouble slows down a bit. Um, as you said, blast doesn't seem to slow down a lot, but with chaos, you can really feel the slowdown. When there's yeah. no slowdown, it runs at a pretty decent lick. It's very smooth, uh, very fast, but uh, unfortunately, slowdown rears its, its ugly head quite a few times, especially when you lose your rings. Um, but yeah, um, another little little bit of trivia about this one: the Mecha Green Hill Zone. I, I love that. I, aside from the fact that I love the way that they um, remix Green Hill and kind of said, right, yeah, there's no Green Hill. Well, yeah, it's been mechanized now and there's all all the water is now toxic sludge and all that sort of stuff. But the music for that is a, is a remix of You Can Do Anything. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's, it's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, love that. Because it's my aspect who I think had a hand in Sonic CD one way or another so the, the the dna is all you know it's like it's like it's all connected they're drawing the lines over the screen but yeah it, it shares a lot of dna with sonic 2 and sonic cd um which is why which is why it's so good um but yeah br- brilliant little game I, I didn't get chaos until like way after because i remember that was one of the cheap games that i got in what everyone wants in clay bank mate <laughs> that, that was one of the games on the the wall Along with Alien 3, Terminator, Robocop versus Terminator, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, Wolf Child, PGA. You've never seen so many copies of PGA Golf or the Game Gear in your life as this shop had, by the way. Like, if they were sending them back to. to I was going to say. 
<laughs> Again, it's all it's all coming back to this, mate. It's just it's all coming back full. So, I mean, I've got oh. my got my copy of Chaos right here. It's going to let me get it out. This is my this is my original box. Um, and then when I when I brought my brother my master system, my brother's master system home, I opened it up and there was no cartridge in there. So I had to oh, rebuy what? the to rebuy the cartridge. <laughs> oh man. Oh, but yeah. Brilliant game, but mate, we are getting we're getting to that's the that's the joint bronze medal, um, and uh, worthy worthy bronze medal holders they are, but uh, there can only be one. It's the silver medal, the second place. Um, I think you had this as your number one originally, and then I think that was this was one of the ones that changed position. I had this as number two, and this is Sonic the Hedgehog two for the Master System Game Gear came out in October. 1992 a full month for the 16-bit mega drive version so obviously it has the debut of tails in it. he's not playable because he gets kidnapped um but yeah he's the this first sonic 2 game first appearance of tails it's oh it's it's a tough game <laughs> i i mean i think the reason why i switched them round is because like again, I'm using the game gear as a kind of basis here, and I always had a big bugbear with Sonic One on Game Gear because the sprite was too small. His face looked shocking. He looked like a like a scrunched up Billy, Billy Jack Russell trying to bite yeah. your ankles. Just didn't look like Sonic. Um, whereas Sonic Two, the sprite was bigger. It just felt like it moved faster. But when I went back again and, and kind of I played the Master System version of the first game. And it was night and day to the Game Gear one. The sprite looks better. Once it's bigger, it's a bigger screen. But it just felt better on that kind of larger screen. And I felt that Sonic 2 on the Game Gear doesn't kind of connect as well in terms of the Mega Drive game. Though the spin dash in it, level design is completely different. I mean, the first level of, of Sonic 2 on 8-bit is like worlds apart from like, it just... It's, it's quite kind of bland, that kind of red brick and the, the, the wee carts and the lava and, and then there's the boss, which is like, it, it reminds me of that the, the almighty, was it the Sarnak pit and like yeah. Star Wars <laughs> it's these wee pincers that are going like that and the wee balls bounce and then you've Sonic, got Sonic slowly digested over a thousand years Aye, that's <laughs> mate, I took like, no years, that's an exaggeration but it felt like years like Ring, ding, 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 stop fucking hitting me. It's like the, the, the ball bounces, the cannonball, and it, each one that comes varies in how high it bounces. And so you try to bloody get it, because you've got to, and I think it's what, like seven, you've got to get, is it seven, six or seven, you've got to hit eight that hits. clover. You need and, eight hits. And I'm like, in the name of God. So yeah. I, it, is, it is tough. It's good, but it's tough. Yeah, so. Yeah, the point you make about the underground zone. Um, and as far as I know, aside from Sonic Spinball, which we won't talk about anymore, <laughs> but that is the only time that you have it. Well, let's, let's just say in Sega, Saturn, Sonic Platformers, it's the only time when you don't have your blue skies, your seasides, and your your green hills, green, you know, whatever, you know, 
you've got whatever wave ocean in sunny coast it's green hills emerald Hill, emerald hill angel island um azure God, I can't remember the Sonic Chaos zone, but you know they've all got great green. That's Sonic's thing, isn't it? You know, if Sonic is your opening stage is your great green playground. Sonic Two is so dark. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey Sonic, guess what? Your mate's been captured, and now you've got to go through this horrible bleak underground mine to go get him. Um, uh, even when, probably even a when, bad mood when they made this game. It does. They? It does feel, you know. This is like the Dark Knight Returns Sonic the Hedgehog, isn't it? It's, <laughs> um, it's like you get to the Sky High Zone, and even that's a little bit washed out. You get one act where, with the hand gliders, the hand glider just drove me insane as a kid. Um, piece of piss now. But as a kid, I couldn't work them out. So you just used to just roll up into a ball and do a jump that whole chasm on Act 1. But you get one act where it's kind of, you know, in the... Um, in the blue sky and green fields and then it goes to like you're caught in a thunderstorm in act two and then you're fighting a giant giant chicken in act, act three and then it, it there's quite a lot of variety in there and uh the reason why i ranked it so high is because the level design is actually fantastic it's it's a great looking game it's very different very different to every other sonic game that's out there whether it's 16-bit or 8-bit so it's a completely different approach which is great it's it's fresh in that way and you play it today it's still unlike anything else out there not in terms of gameplay because the gameplay is there the physics are almost spot on and pretty much in line with what you have in sonic the hedgehog one on the master system um the physics are great um the gameplay is great it's just rock hard um i'm gonna be 100 percent honest if we were talking about, I'm talking about the game, uh, sorry, about the Master System version, that's my number two. If we're talking about the Game Gear version, this might be my three or four, because the Game Gear version is just too hard. So it's tough on the Master System, but as you say, that Zone 1 boss, you know, you know you've know, got do, 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 and then you can jump. On the on the game gear is and that's it. You've got no oh, time. You can't. You've got no time to think, and it's random as well. So you can't even figure right. out the. You can't figure out the pattern. <laughs> it's an asshole of level design, <laughs> um, and it's the same. The same with the zone two boss. Zone three boss gets a little bit easier, and so zone four and zone five. But Jesus Christ, the Green Hill stage is is hell on earth on the game gear because you cannot see where you're going. So. Um, Act three on so if anyone's not played it on Act three on Green Hills Green Hills it's got an S at the end it's not Green Hill Zone Green Hills Zone, which has got the fantastic you can do anything soundtrack instrumental on there which sounds glorious, but yeah you have to make your way to the boss and the thing about the boss stages the Act three stages in the eight bit Sonic games you don't have rings to fight the bosses you have to do it without a boss. Which isn't a problem for most games, but on Green Hills Act Three, you've got to navigate huge chasms of spikes, and all you've got are springs. And if you bounce from spring to spring, there's a pattern to it, which is fine on the Master System version because you can kind of see where the springs are, but you've got no chance on the tiny little Game Gear screen. Um, I haven't played that game since I lived in my old house, and I think it must be about two years ago now that I, I was on that zone and lost all my lives and I felt like chucking a Game Gear through the window. So <laughs> I've not played the Game Gear port since. If I ever want to play this game, I'll play it on the Master System. Um, but on the Master System, it's fantastic. Um, it's tough. As I say, it's a dark game. If you don't get all the, the Chaos Emeralds, which are in pretty... They're pretty well hidden. If you don't get them, your game finishes at, at, at Zone 6, which is the Scrambled Egg Zone. You beat Silver Sonic and the game ends. 
and Sonic runs along to the credits on his own, looks up into the sky, and there's Stars of Tales, which basically everyone's interpreted. So, yeah, that's where Dr. Robotnik kills Tales if you don't finish the game properly. I mean, <laughs> and it's, when I say it's the darkest Sonic game, it really feels pretty fucking bleak. <laughs> You call it the Dark Knight Returns, like, <laughs> I have killed your friend. It's like the it's like it killed the Red Hood. It's like, <laughs> like Robotnik has become Bean. It's like yeah. <laughs> that's dark, isn't it? It's, it's like it's fuck it, it's yeah. horror. It's terribly dark. You know, I should be that kid back there. Like that. Yeah, the, the music's so sad when he does it. You, and you get this horrible, like, melancholy themes playing while the credits are rolling. And you get to the end, it's like, duh, 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 and he stops and he looks up to the stars and goes, oh, I didn't save my dead fox, mate. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Jesus. <laughs> That's Sega teaching you life lessons early on through 8-bit Sonic games. Yeah, but yeah, do you know, it, 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 it kind of works. It's got levels to it. It's 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 a fantastic little game, and I've grown to appreciate it a lot more. And now that I'm older, as a kid, I didn't like it as much. I thought it was too tough, too dark. But now I appreciate it as its own thing, and I I really love the fact that it's so different from everything else before and after. So it's great. And the last zone, absolutely love the last zone when you get all the emeralds and you get to the crystal egg zone again. Every Sonic game starts with green hills, blue lakes, ends with robotic fortress crystal sonic 2 where it starts with the under, dark underground mode ends with this crystallized castle um that the robotic lives in fantastic music and great level design and a really tough but greatly satisfying boss so it has a bit of everything um you gotta work for it though that's what i'll say i think i'll put that in my to playlist actually to, to go through on the master system mate I think I yeah might, uh, never never get near getting even halfway through it on the Game Gear. As I say, it took ages to get past that it's first a... boss. And that that was actually off-putting. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was, I think that's why as well. That when I was kind of thinking back to it, I was trying to look at it, I was ranking them from perhaps a, a review aspect, as in how it runs, how it looks. But aye, whenever you look at it in terms of maybe going back, aye, it, was, it was just not I would always pump for the first game just because I, I could get further. <laughs> like, it was fucking cannonballs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so, first game, the first game has got its own tough moments. But uh, yeah, Sonic 2, I think, I think it is an 8-bit classic. And I I often like uh, putting a, a post up. I've done it a few times on Twitter saying Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic Chaos are the greatest trilogy of 8-bit platformers ever made. And that, that sometimes get the, gets the Nintendo fans a little bit little bit uh. irate. <laughs> but there we go, mate. That's Sonic 2 at number 2, which means, you know, obviously by process of elimination, we are now at number 1. And top of the podium, of course, it is the original 8-bit Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, this wasn't actually released by or developed by Aspect. So Aspect did them all except for Spinball, which was done by Sega Technical Institute, and they didn't touch Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Sonic the Hedgehog 1 was actually developed by Ancient. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, then uh, you might know them from a certain game called Story of Four. Um, what other games did they make? Uh, well, if I tell you that the 
main producer for Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on the Master System Game Gear was a certain individual came named Yuzo Koshiro, then you might know that Ancient also made the Streets of Rage games. Um, when you take that into account, you're probably sitting there thinking, well, no wonder this game is number one. <laughs> um, but James, uh, I've gone into this one on blog posts. I've gone into this one on my top 10 childhood Master System games. Um, I'll hand it over to you first, mate. What do you think about this one? Why was this number one for you? I think just because it was the first Sonic game I played that felt close to that Mega Drive game. It was the first one, I think, that kind of inspired that sort of, oh, finally, I get to, <laughs> you know, it, it, it starts off with the blue skies and the green hills. You know, it starts off that classic Sonic look. There's just kind of so much charm the, the, the music as well like I always remember the the kind of wee stage when you go in it's all the springs the special stage you look at the kind of the mazes with all the rings and the springs yeah it's it's just so cheery and it's like and then you kind of can obviously have some fun with it because you get stuck at boing 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 get stuck at the corners but aye it's just it's got such charm to it again the Game Gear pack that I, that I got, it did have that Sonic stick on the bottom left-hand corner, so it came with it. Um, as I say, the, the sprite on the Game Gear version did annoy me, because it, it, it the face just always looks weird to me, but it moves it, it moves at a great pace, you know, doesn't skip a beat. It's just gorgeous to look at, gorgeous to play, so it's, again, well, Sonic Spinball didn't quite manage to hold up in the nostalgia stakes when I put it on, um, the 8-bit Sonic certainly did, and I think the, the Master System version is definitely more enhanced than... It's, it's not just a straight lift and drop. That is, the sprite looks a lot better. Level design's pretty much the same, but the, the sprite looks better, uh, and it's just just a lovely, gorgeous, vibrant, happy, cheerful wee Sonic game. Beautiful. Uh, I'd go as far as to say it's a masterpiece. Um, someone someone on Twitter the other day was talking about it and they came up and said, well, actually, Sonic Game Gear and Sonic Master System are the same game. I was like, well, actually, they're not. Um, <laughs> the level design between the two, in certain cases, it's slightly different. In certain cases, it's completely different. The waterfall in the jungle zone, for example, is completely different between the two versions. Uh, the special stages are also completely different. As you say, mate, the sprites are different, uh, the resolution, the play field, there's certain different design differences between the two. I actually think it's worth playing both of them. Unlike Sonic 2 and the Game Gear, I think the Game Gear version of Sonic 1 is more accommodating for that lower resolution screen. The design changes are a lot more logical um, and it's not as difficult. In fact, it's just, you know, playing it is just like playing a version of the Master System game, which it is. Um, this was the first game the first Sonic game I ever played. So, um, I mean, I'm wearing a Sonic shirt. I've got a shelf full of Sonic stuff there. Um, so I cannot understate how much or overstate how much of an impact this game had on my life. You know, this basically made me... This, without this game, mate, I'm not sitting here on a Sega podcast. I mean, it is that important. Um, I absolutely adore everything about it. Um, when I first played it, on my brother's master system on his birthday when an uncle gave it to him and it was it it just transformed the game to me it was the first game you know i had a commodore 64 but i never actually beat any of the games on it because they were rock hard and as you know as a fellow 8-bit micro gameplay yourself some of those games were 
god awful or just impossible to finish or unfinish themselves um this was just a whole new a whole new thing for me um so yeah i loved it loved the visuals the visuals just feel like a perfect approximation of the mega drive they're just the compromises are all done in the right ways green hill looks like green hill um and yes the background's not as detailed but the the kind of the pastel color mountains in the background i think they're just almost perfect um the music is absolutely glorious the 8-bit renditions of the certain tunes are absolutely amazing the new tunes um well obviously it's Yuzo Kasiro, so obviously they're a little bit good and you know if you don't just take my word for it take the fact that Johnny Jackson sampled everywhere I go from the bridge zone song (laughs) 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 oh I can't I can't play that game now about about playing you want to get to the bridge zone it's like everywhere I go I know you are there shining down on me. Um, Plenty of singing tonight, mate. Oh, I know. Sonic, isn't it? You got to sing. Sonic's always about the soundtrack. But yeah, it's just, there's just so much to it. Like the way that you can basically skip the whole first act if you run down the, go down the, you go down the, um, the ramp fast enough and you shoot off the screen and then bounce off. You even go past the, uh, the sign at the end. Um, Aye, if you pick up the speed boots first, you know, like I said, if you get the speed boots and then you kind of jump across a couple of wee, wee chasms with spikes and you go down and you hit the wee down. The music goes mental. You go, the wee noises, you fly off and then uh, Sonic's literally off the screen by this point. He's gone. Yeah. He's like, and then... You know, I, that whole first level, literally, talk about speedruns, I, I must be the original speedrun, mate, that that, yeah. f- that first stage, because you can clear it in silly time. Oh, it's brilliant, though. And uh, I think it was uh, I think it was 8-Bit Boy. Yeah, it was 8-Bit Boy who did it uh, a couple of years ago as a Master System Challenge. Um, it's fantastic when he did that. It was a great series. Um, and if you haven't seen 8-Bit Boy stuff, you def- definitely should check him out. But he did Sonic the Hedgehog as a score attack. And I- I'm thinking, you know what? I'm pretty tasty at this game. I can do it without losing the life. And I got to the end and I posted a score and I think I was like in the top two or three. And then I just got absolutely smashed. And it's kind of like when we're talking about classic Sega games and their scoring, and I think we've talked before about games like Outrun 2 and Crazy Taxi and how they've got these intricate scoring Mm -hmm. uh, mechanisms. Sonic on the game Master System is kind of like that. And I didn't know that you had all these tricks to increase your score. And obviously at the end, when you complete the game, it gives you a score. It gives you all these bonuses, how many emeralds you corrected, how many special stages you did, and extra special bonuses that are hidden, um, which keeps the replayability up. And I was just thinking, that's 30 years of this game that I've just learned a whole new dimension of how it's meant to play. And that's something that the other games that we've mentioned tonight, they they kind of lack. Mm. Um yeah, I, I mean, I could waffle about this one for absolutely ages, mate. But for me, easily, easily the best platform game on the Master System on the Game Gear of that entire eight-bit generation. I actually prefer this to Sonic the Hedgehog on the Mega Drive. I don't prefer it to Sonic Two, but it definitely, I definitely prefer it to the original Sonic on the Mega Drive. Which, um, although I don't, I'm not as critical as Sega Lord X is about the original Sonic game. I do share his criticism around how some of the level design is where you've got fast stage, slow stage, fast stage, slow stage, whereas uh, the original Sonic on the Master System feels a lot more consistent and a I, lot more that the pace is a lot 
more even all the way through and you have this escalation through the the blue sky sunny levels and as you get to the map the map is another great little touch you've right. got the map of the island and then as you get to the latter half of the game you zoom in and you're in the dark kind of metropolis streets of labyrinth zone scrap brain zone and the uh, sky base so it feels a lot more consistent there's a better flow to it so it just works and again it works on a lot of levels it's got this it's almost got that narrative of going deep into enemy territory as sonic um it's got you know score attack potential for people for replayability it's got an amazing soundtrack it plays just as well maybe even a little bit more refined than the than the mega drive sonic it's just it's almost perfect <laughs> as far as i'm concerned and as i say this is the game that set me on this course and made me a lover of Sega forever and ever. It's I'm just in, I'm just sitting here enjoying <laughs> the, the the passion for it. You know? uh, honestly, I mean I, I'm kind of it's it's almost you know it's it's kind of similar to, to whenever I speak about like that experience with Virtua Fighter. Like it, yeah. it meant it meant that much to me that like likewise without that moment that I did the parody of on on my Twitter page, um that 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 day you know that day um that. <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. But they had that... thundered, right? <laughs> a, a black car. <laughs> but you know, it's I I wouldn't be sitting here doing this if it wasn't for that moment in Virtua Fighter. So that's how I was, I'm just sitting here, mate. It's like, you know, please don't don't worry about get on. I I know how much Sonic the Hedgehog as a series means to you. I, I knew whenever we were going to do this that this was pretty much going to be your 40 um <laughs> your your knowledge of sonic the levels everything about it is just it's, it's off the scale so i'm i'm just happy to sit here. If, you want, if you want to go off in one and and talk about sonic mate i'm happy to sit and listen i just you, you can't you can't fake that passion mate that was brilliant no. i enjoyed that no good yeah well hopefully hopefully the viewers and listeners did as well but no honestly i just as i say i can't overstate how much of an impact that's had on my life as a gamer um that's why i go back to it annually absolutely adore it and yeah it's it's kind of like when my brother got that master system and again it's kind of similar to your virtual fire story i owned a Commodore 64 and i played alex kid and i thought this is all right this is kind of like flimbo's quest and I played Space Warrior. Harry, I was like, "Wow, this is this is impressive." And I played a few other games, Mickey Mouse, etc. But when I played this, it was like the C sixty four. I could have happily never touched it again. And of course, I did. And I went back to it, but it was love at first sight. And this was the game that got me got me saying, "I love Sonic." Going into school assemblies, going, "If I had a pet, I'd have a hedgehog, and I'd call it Sonic." <laughs> it's got me buying Sonic the Hedgehog, begging for a Mega Drive. Um, and set me on this course, get me saying, no, I don't want a Super Nintendo. As much as I enjoy Street Fighter, I'm getting Sonic the Hedgehog and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a Mega Drive. So, yeah, it's it's funny how these one single games, Virtual Fighter for you, Sonic the Hedgehog and the Master System for me can have just such an impact on our lives. And it just takes that one that one special game to just change your entire perceptive perception of uh, of gaming. What's that, mate? Sliding doors moments, if ever there was any. Yeah, and funny enough, I actually played Met Super Mario Brothers before Sonic the Hedgehog, and wasn't anywhere near as impressed. So make of that what you will. <laughs> I've already said on here, mate, that Nintendo games they might be great, but I've they've never, and it's even before the whole Sega stuff. Like there was, I was never ever drawn to to wanting like a like an NES or a, or a SNES at all. So, um, aye. 
I don't, I, don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you. Yeah, I mean, I do love Mario now. Um, and I like the original Super Mario Brothers. And I've gone back to it a fair few times. And I've, I I enjoy playing it on the NES Mini. And uh, my, wife's, my wife's got a lot of affinity for the NES. I've got her a NES for her birthday, so we've got the original on that. And uh, I play it now and again. Big fan of Mario World, but it's just never... It didn't have the impact on me the way that Sonic the Hedgehog did. For some people, Super Mario Brothers has had that impact. And that's why there's a lot of NES okay. fans and Nintendo fans. And but yeah, it was Sonic. It was Sonic on the Master System that did that for me. And um, yeah, um, I've gone into it in the top ten Master System games. I've spouted it off in here. I'm pretty sure one day down the line I'll do a massive deep dive into the ten things I love about Sonic on the Master System or something. I'll give it a bit of bit of air airtime between the two before I do that. But uh, yeah, I could go on about this game forever, mate. But um, it's best that we 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 probably end it right there. <laughs> a good place to finish it mate it is but mate it's been it's been an absolute blast this one uh, it's it's flown by i think we went through these in pretty pretty quick order from you know as i said at the very beginning you know the where we were how i felt about sonic spinball to where we ended up. okay we're finishing happy <laughs> and, I, and i told you we'd end up on a high exactly, but, yeah. Mate. <laughs> but yeah i think uh we think we we hopefully gave the the master system and game gear some much needed 8-bit love here and um it's been great going through great playing these again as well uh, i know you, i played these I, well i i played i played blast and spinball last night uh, i played the other four enough that i was i know these inside out but uh yeah it was, it was nice as much as i didn't like spinball it was kind of interesting giving it a lot of time last night because i thought it's one i really haven't given enough attention to maybe i will like it wrong but Blast, especially, I'm playing that game for some time. And um, I don't know if you feel the same. I pretty much, mate. It was nice to go back and I say Blast is one that I hadn't played before. So I went into that with, with totally you know, fresh eyes, which is never easy to do. You know, it's something I speak about as well, that it's hard for people with you know, the, the time that's passed and the technology that's come to play an old game for the first time. Not everyone can do it and be, you know, subjective about it, but... You know, I just went in going, right, I've never never tried this. Well, let's just give it a go and see what happens. And, you know, I, I came at it not trying to compare it to everything else, just taking it on its own merits. And that was, it was okay. Spinball didn't hold up at all. Test of time was destroyed on that. So it just goes to show you nostalgia doesn't quite always help in some occasions. But yeah. no, um, I think Sonic Sonic 2, I think on the Master System, I think I'll, I'll try and give that a go and see how, how far I can get this time rather than been destroyed by bouncing cannonballs. Yeah, definitely give that one a try. Um, maybe use a guide to get the Chaos Emeralds. Um, they can be a bit of a pain, but once you know what they are, they're okay. And then watch a video to see where the springs are in Green Hill Zone X3. Otherwise, you'll be tearing the, your hair out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've, I've got a real hankering to play the top four, one, two, triple trouble and chaos now um funny i was on the way home listening to the sonic free soundtrack and i've got i feel i feel this weekend is going to be a very sonic the hedgehog weekend mate nothing wrong with that mate nothing wrong at all but uh viewers listeners i uh, hope you've enjoyed that one um some long overdue 8-bit log 8-bit love and um some 
Sonic the Hedgehog love for the first time on a, on the video channel. So um, please let us know what you think of the 8-bit Sonic games. Uh, hopefully you've been letting us know what you think about them in the Sega Sega Radio Sega Discord um, or in the live chat in the comments below. Uh, let us know in the comments what your favourite Sonic game on the Master System or Game Gear is. Even if it's not one of these six, if you want to talk about Sonic Drift, Sky Patrol, all of those other weird and wonderful Sonic and Tails games that came through. Uh, or give us a shout on social media uh, we're both on Twitter. James is the Sagaholic. I'm at super underscore D. You can catch the account at Sega Guys. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Fred's TikTok. Still trying to make our way around all these new social medias. We'll check. Right. We'll we'll Twitter die. Oh, I don't know. The jury's still out. But there we go. James, mate. As always, it's been a blast. And viewers, listeners, we will see you on the Sega side. Sega. <laughs>